Hello, good afternoon. This is Charles Kelly Money Tips Podcast. Today I'm reporting on the housing market, which I think is in serious trouble. Uh, you're going to hear lots of conflicting reports in the newspapers and on YouTube. Other people say no, it's going to be a soft land and it's going to go up again. But I think it's in deep trouble. Uh, interest rates are, uh, are still rising and are expected to go up again. Uh, buy-to-let properties are, are no longer viable and there's other reasons why I think with the, the failing economy why I think we're going to see another property crash certainly if not a crash then a correction. Um, I'm looking here at, at an article I just saw yesterday in in the Evening Standard. Uh, our mortgage was 400 a month and now it's £2,000 a month and this is a, a young couple I don't know if you can see them here, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to buy their property and it, it's unbelievable how much things have gone up by. Other figures which I, I've known about for a while, average fixed rate mortgage, uh, the, the average fixed rate mortgage, an increase of 2.59% just two years ago. So it's now 5.85 now, 2.59 two years ago. 800 uh, the number of 800 the number of residential buy-to-let deals which have been pulled in the last couple of weeks buy-to-let deals have been pulled 800 uh, three times the cost of household debt is set to treble uh, this year thanks to mortgage repayments at their highest level since the financial crisis and the other uh, startling figure is 1 million the number of homeowners whose fixed rate deals are set to uh, end in the next six months. That's a million pound, million people a month will end their fixed rate deal. Most will have to face an average rise in repayments of, it says here, £5,000. I can't believe this. This must be a year. Uh, £5,000. So that, that that's uh, an annual uh, rise. So it's a million people a month coming off of a fixed rate. I don't know whether that includes the buy-to-let people, but it's a lot of people who are, are going to be faced with trouble. I'm getting emails from people saying they can no longer uh, afford their, their mortgage deal. Uh, it's just jumped and jumped and jumped. Uh, some, uh, for, for, for other reasons, you know, you've also got inflation as well. Don't forget, we've got near 10% inflation. We've got 20% food inflation, uh, don't forget. And, and this, this dam been blown up in Ukraine has now flooded a whole region the size of you know half of Wales you know it's going to be flooded with water ruining all of the the wheat and soy crops that that would have been harvested I mean this is the time of year when you expect sun and and it's 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 harvest time soon and and these have all been destroyed and flooded so I, I would stock up on your pasta and bread because I think we're, we're in for for more trouble ahead on the inflation front because you can see food inflation which pushes up the average inflation food is not the whole the whole equation but it does make a big difference to the average inflation in fact in the UK you can see they've said inflation is eight point something percent but food inflation is 19 percent and and the real inflation is higher because I think they've they've uh, dabbled with the figures there in the last few years but I think the housing market not only in the UK but in the US and many other countries worldwide, perhaps Australia, perhaps countries in Asia, I've just been reading about Vietnam today, uh, is, is in, in problems as the economy slows. In fact, I've read in, in Vietnam this morning that something like 23 major property companies have gone into liquidation, gone bust. And there's a big Singapore fund 
out there. These big funds are looking to maybe take over some of these properties from these properties. But, but I was there a few years ago when there was a massive property boom and everyone said, no, the market can't go down here. Everyone thinks the market can't go down in their country. Philippines was the same. Um, and there's massive booms in, in, you can see these high rise blocks going up everywhere in, in, in old cities and old towns. And, and people there thought it's, it's never going to end, you know, but things do come to an end. I've lived through recessions. I, I've lived through property boom and bust many times in my life. And I've seen what can happen. Um, and forget about demand. It was all oh, the demands there, the demands there, but there's always been demand. Uh, I remember when I was trying to get my first flat in London and the demand for properties was so hot that you had to ring the agency or, or turn up at their, their, their doorstep in Oxford Street just to get considered to go and do a viewing. It was that bad. If you didn't call up every day, they would forget about you. So calling and calling every day, calling, 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 popping in, because I worked near there at the time and it was packed, the office was always packed full of people. And eventually they said, well, there's this this room we've got in Kilburn. Uh, and it was, a, it was a horrible little room in a, in a place where you're sharing with the landlord and he was a horrible person. Uh, you know, it was terrible, uh, but that, that was all they had eventually got out of there and got something else. But it's, there's always been a mad dash for, for properties. There's always been a, a demand, but you can, and, and, and incidentally after that period, about, I say uh, two or three years later, I bought my first property and the, the demand was still there and everything was mad. And then it slumped and then it slumped for a few years. And then it went up again. And then a few years later, there was, there was a bigger problem. Uh, that was the end of the eighties, end of the party, if you like, crash of, of a lifetime. That, that was really bad. And then it, a property I bought at the end of the 80s, it took me six years before I could even sell it again for what I paid for it. So don't tell me about demand and all this sort of stuff. That property crashes come and go uh, with, with the economic times. And we know that the country's you know, printed or created 700 billion out of, out of nothing. And America's the same uh, or worse. So, you know, that, that's contributing to inflation. It's contributing to problems. And yet the economy here is still not, is still not booming. Uh, they say we're not in recession, but we're, you know, many people know that they're in recession. They know what's happening. Yes, you see conflicting figures. You see, well, okay, employment, a record number of people are in employment at the moment, which is good news. And you know, London is busy again with people coming back to, to go out and that sort of thing. But I think a lot of young people have kind of given up on the, the dream of owning a property and just saying, well, look, you know, we're going to live for today. Uh, we, we're just going to live our lives. We're going to travel. We're going to backpack. We're going to go out. We're going to spend and, and forget about uh, owning a property, even forget about owning a car. You know, they'll just you hire a car when they need one. So I think a lot of young people have, are changing their, their, their mindset in that way. Whereas when I was their age, I was you know, saving for a property and not going out and not spending. Uh, maybe things have changed. Not everybody, but it's just a, a trend that I, I have noticed. Let's look at some other figures here. Um, you know, as I said, we're seeing higher rates of, of interest and, and landlords selling up. This is not just anecdotal. This is fact. Landlords are, are selling or looking to sell. Um, I, I'm an online estate agent, so I know I get landlords approaching me and some of them ex are expecting more than they're going to get for these properties. Um, it's, it's just the way it is. And, and that's unfortunate. I've had other landlords approach me saying that, you know, due to the, the higher rates of tax, uh, that, that Georgia Osborne imposed on them, this section 24 rates of tax, that their deal is no longer viable. In other words, uh, their, their, their mortgage has gone up, their mortgage rates have gone up, 
But in addition, they're not getting the tax relief because they're higher rate taxpayers, which doesn't take a lot now. Those are like 50,000, you're into higher rates of tax. And because their property is not in a limited company, they're, they're now, um, you know, they're in deficit basically because the higher interest rates and not getting tax relief and still paying out costs means that their, their, their buy to let is no longer viable. Yes, they can move it to a limited company, but that could involve capital gains tax and uh, stamp duty. But I put a video here, if you ever look at a video that I did a couple of months ago, transfer property to a limited company without paying CGT or stamp duty. Have a look at that video in, in the link below. Now there's another problem, I'm gonna show you this uh, clip of uh, that the Financial Times reported that bond yields, uh, they reported rising bond yields and food prices are set to soar again. So the bond yields, uh, I'm not an economist, I'm not an expert on, on bonds, but we saw this during that crisis, during the, the mini budget, remember last year, well, the bond yields have gone up again uh, to, to 2008 levels. And, and maybe that's because the market is factoring in higher interest rates, or maybe the market is, is feeling that, that, that they just want a higher rate for the bonds, that, for the money they're lending to these governments. But when bond yields go up, the value of those bonds go down. And that's what caused three bank failures or contributed to three bank failures in America recently. So is the, I want to go to another subject. Is the buy-to-let market dead? Well, yes and no. Um, certainly the deals that I'm seeing don't stack up anymore. They don't wipe their feet with, with higher interest rates. Um, I've been offered properties which, um, would, you know, with pretty good yields. I mean, the, the agent said, well, this property is, I think, 450 and the rent will be just under 2,000 a month. So you think, yeah, that's pretty good yield, right? 24,000 a year rent. Uh, you're paying 450 it sounds a pretty good yield right but you know if you think well if you look at the borrowing cost on that at, at five and six percent it, it doesn't add up anymore it, it barely covers it and then you've got a service charge on the flat they're offering as well a couple of thousand pound a year it just doesn't add up another deal he offered me I think it was 500,000 um, flat good two-bedroom flat in, in Fulham that the, 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 the uh, service charges weren't so high and the rent on that was something like 30,000 a year, uh, maybe 25, 30,000 a year on that. And, you know, but then you look at, say, 500,000, say you borrowed 400,000 at 6%. At well, that's 24,000 a year. That's just interest only. And that's before you've added in your repairs, your service charges, your ground rent, your insurance, agency fees, maybe management fees, all these sorts of things. And it just doesn't cover it. In fact, you could be in deficit. Uh, and, and your yield could be negative if you if you take into account all of these factors. So, and that of course that's in London on London properties. A lot of people are still getting yields up north uh, if they go up to the northeast and places like that. And a lot of people are getting yields by converting these properties into HMOs or holiday lets. But but don't forget holiday let is a different kind of mortgage. You're not supposed to get a buy to let mortgage and then run it as a holiday let or even a HMO. And I'm getting emails from people saying they're struggling to get HMO for, uh, as a first time buyer, HMO uh, mortgages because the lender's got to approve a multi-let property. It's, it's a different risk from say a single let. Same thing with uh, holiday lets. And of course in holiday lets, we're seeing uh, towns uh, starting to, to look at restricting the amount of holiday lets they, they will allow in their picturesque village because they say in all these landlords, all London landlords coming down buying our properties and, and then they're half empty most of the time in the winter and then, you know, people are coming and going, blah, blah, blah. In London, it's already restricted, but I think we could see other cities restricting that. 
I mean, it could be that the, the hoteliers don't like all this competition, I don't know. But definitely people in, in towns are a little bit put out that prices are going up, the locals can't afford to buy, and, and then landlords are coming in uh, with, with holiday lets. But that, that's another subject. But what I'm saying is the ordinary buy to lets, uh, which look great when interest rates were two and a half, three percent are not looking so good at the moment because interest rates have sort of doubled. We've also seen a lot of lenders pulling rates in the last few weeks. It even made the news. The news were even talking about uh, the BBC that all these, you know, thousands of, of deals were pulled in the last week and then reintroduced at higher rates. Again, that the lenders are factoring in higher interest rates. So that is definitely uh, making a, a big difference. Okay, so do, do check out some of my other videos. Um, you know, more misery for, for property buyers as, as bank rates rise again. Uh, we, we've seen in one of my other videos how the nationwide have shown that I think seven of the, the last eight months where property prices are falling. Now you might see other uh, figures saying, oh, property prices have risen, but it depends on what level you look at, what time scale you're looking at. Yes, year on year, they may have risen by a couple of percent, but that, that's nothing compared to what it was during, during that sort of 2021 period. Um, so month on month, the, 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 the deals are falling down. I mean, the prices are, are falling according to nationwide figures and the official land registry ONS figures. So don't believe everything you read, even from right move, even from people trying to talk the market up, because obviously uh, some people have a vested interest in, in talking the market up. So, right, will, will the market crash? I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's quite possible that the market will crash and the stock market will crash, but and the big but here, it depends on what the government do, depends what stimulus they put in place, depends what, what they do to try and rescue the situation. At the moment, uh, they're not doing a lot, especially for landlords, they're kicking landlords in the teeth. You know, they're just pushing them down there, you know, and landlords are about to put up with extra legislation. Now this Renters Reform Act, which will make it more difficult to evict tenants uh, and, and will allow tenants to demand to have a dog or a cat in the house. No, thank you. Um, so a lot of people are saying that, no, thank you, I'm out of here, I'm selling my property, and I'm just getting out. The problem for those people is how they're going to get a yield on their money, because the banks are certainly not paying it. But that, that, that maybe is a subject for another video. So I want to talk to you about something else now, um, and that is, can you develop what, what I call the millionaire mindset? Now, it's not what you think. A millionaire mindset is not um, just having a, a flashy watch and a car and gold and diamonds dripping off you and driving uh, an expensive car that you can't afford. The millionaire mindset is, is very different from that. But I want to show you in, in a free webinar that I'm doing on, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. not only how to survive the, these coming turbulent waters, but how to survive and thrive in, in any depression or, or recession. So how to get control of your finances, get control of your spending, and then how to invest for the future. So you can really develop that millionaire mindset and work towards financial freedom, which I think everybody wants that. They want to be financially free, financial security, whatever you want to call it, they want that. So I want to help you get control of your money on my on my, my webinar this week. So click on the link below and you can register for that webinar. Three steps, steps to successful money management and financial freedom. Check it out now and, and I'll see you there. So thanks for listening. I'm sorry it's all a bit doom and gloom here, but, but I'm telling you it the way it is. I'm not just going to sugarcoat this. I'm telling you the way I see things happening based on my past experience, based on what's going on at the moment, and based on anecdotal evidence I see in the marketplace every day. It's not going to happen immediately. Property 
you know, declines take a while to, to come through. Uh, but, but I think it, it, it definitely seems to be happening unless the government does something dramatic to, to change things. So anyway, I'll see you on my, my webinar, Three Steps to Success Money Management and Financial Freedom. See you there. Bye for now.